Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your host, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. First weekend of rugby in a long time, Tobes, and it was enjoyable. How good was it to wake up, cup of tea, and just watch some rugby? It was delight. I mean, yeah. I know, I know. Obviously, this is we're in England, and and it's nice to wake up, cup of tea, and watch rugby. Obviously, people in New It'd Zealand be better with a beer. It'd be way better with yeah. a beer, and way better <laughs> to have the day leading into it to a night game. I know they were Ooh, yeah. they were day games, weren't they? But they, they both. Were, oh, well, the second game was definitely a day, day game. game. Oh, you love your day games, I love don't a you? day game. We're going to get into the reviews of those matches a little bit later on, but first we have to do our normal push. And the push this oh, week... Oh, yeah, God, I totally forgot, eh? The push this week has to go to, you need to give us some reviews. Apparently, okay, I've I'm been listening. told by someone that knows a lot more than us, Who? which is not difficult, <laughs> I might add. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That the algorithms like a review or two. Okay. And comments on the YouTube channel. So oh, if you yeah. wanted to support us, please go and give us a review on... Mm whatever podcast platform you guys use, guys and girls, uh, and give us a comment on our YouTube channel. That'd be fantastic. And if you want to get hold of us, use a Twitter, which is at SuperRugbyPod. Yes. Uh, our email is at SuperRugbyPodcast. Well, it might be the SuperRugbyPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's I'm on the show you. notes. You got the anyway. first quiz question right. <laughs> but breaking news, mate, and the first story up is that the Island Rugby Players Association has said they are very disappointed that they're taking a 20% pay cut. Really? Now, I would say about this, I would say that the interesting thing here is, is that this is a permanent pay cut. So we're not talking about oh, coronavirus, right, okay. you know... We need to save a bit of cash. Yes. You're now saying, no, no, this is permanent. Now, other thing is, Premiership Rugby have said 25% permanent pay cuts. Wow. So, this is pretty yeah, but serious. they're still going to get paid loads, aren't they? You, you, you might say that, but we're talking about, for a lot of players, they're on minimum wage. Like, really? they literally are on minimum wage. Wow. So, we well, just... they get paid for the game, they'll get paid nine quid. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They're going to pay a nine pounds per hour. But they really are low, low money. And even you kind of weld. low, low money? They okay, can't so, be on 16 grand. Yeah, like 20 grand. I see 20 grand's all right. 20% off, 25% off. Yeah, not good. Not good, eh? And even if you think about someone that's getting paid 100,000, that yeah. seems like a heck of a lot of money to us. <clears throat> yeah. In reality, rugby's a short lived game. Yeah, true. You need to earn huge amounts of money to then... But that's why a lot of them get into the podcast game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that because you'll blow us out of the water. Oh. Uh, I just thought it was really interesting and I just think that this is the, obviously the way of the future. Yeah. Premiership have set, done it. I think France is still honouring contracts. I mean, the Irish 
sort of players association took a 20% originally and said that's okay to, but you have to pay us back at a later date. Yeah. Now they're saying it's 20%. Wow. Overall. Harsh on the players, eh? certainly is. Over to you though, mate. Next story. Uh, So the next story is uh, the NRL. So the... um, Rugby league in Australia, mate. I was just about to explain it. You've got to give me time, mate. I give you a lot of time. Go on. (laughs) Uh, So the National uh, Rugby League in Australia, uh, they've had one of their players from Canterbury, South Sydney, Canterbury. Yeah. And uh, one of their players has been cleared of coronavirus, so he went down with symptoms and all that sort of thing. Actually, it was a school teacher of his kids. Oh, really? school teacher of his kid ah. went down with the old coronavirus, and obviously he's now been cleared of right. that, but yes. that was a big scare. It was a big scare. But and also, New Zealand's had a bit of a scare now. Two now, mate. Two new cases. Do you know where they come from? UK. The UK. Yeah. They've gone Thanks back for that, to uh, Boris. Thanks for that one, Boris. Yeah. They've gone back to uh, visit their family or, or dying, re- dying relative. relative. Yeah. Now, what was interesting is, do you do you know the full story? No. They're supposed to have two weeks isolation. Yeah. And they only were there six days. Right. And because they were near death. Yeah. They were allowed to leave early. To go, you know, typical, isn't it? Yes. Didn't have a test. Maybe, right. maybe, but I suppose someone's dying, isn't it? Yeah. They drove all the way there, apparently. They haven't seen anyone else. So, right. fingers crossed. Yeah, well, yeah. Because my yeah. first thought was what? Oh, God. No, no rugby. rugby on the weekend. No rugby, yeah. But I think they'll be okay. Good. I think they'll be okay. Good, yeah. Next story. The All Blacks New Zealand rugby is up for sale for 300 million there's nothing better than a bit of clickbait. I thought, what a bargain. <coughs> it's actually just their jersey, jersey sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, but I reckon that's, I reckon, you know, like a, if you've got a lot of money, you should buy it. Yeah, just put your name on it, like Toby <coughs> Harris. You could put Toby Harris on the front. Imagine how many shirt sales you get. <laughs> but so yeah, is that it, the a, AIG? Yeah, AIG is, is not renewing their contract. Right, okay. They paid 120 million, and the New Zealand Rugby Union want 300. So it's a little inflation, wow. especially That's... with the coronavirus. But they are a massive brand, and they are saying that it's going to go across every format: sevens, women's, right? Okay, the mouldy, so the whole the works, the kitchen wow. sink. They're going the to get for that. Sink. So uh, Steady Eddie has revealed some tricks that he yeah. tried to play on us. Again, clickbait. I was like, what is it? What tactical genius did he do? What was it, Tobes? don't know. Mind games. Yeah, but like, what are the mind games now? Surely mind games in the professional game, uh, not much. He's saying that basically there's such a small margin between the teams that the mind games off the pitch make all the difference. And I was actually, I was listening and watching his... Uh, his press release when he did it and he said to the New Zealand reporters you're just fans with keyboards to basically say you need to start giving your guys a bit more of a hard time and by all accounts they did start giving the team a bit more of a hard time so they may have had been the downfall of their own national side to be honest mate I think it's absolutely rubbish because Steve Hansen spoke about the fact that you know pressure's normal there was, I think he was under more pressure than than the All Blacks in reality during that match. They yeah. they just were better than us. There's well, yeah, exactly, absolutely no getting away from the fact that England completely and utterly outplayed yeah. New Zealand. And I won't say it again. Good, because I'm sick of hearing it. That's true enough. <clears throat> yeah, mind games, schmine games. They were better than us. Mara Atoji is staying put at Saracens. I wonder how much he's going to get paid. Not a lot because of the of the salary case. Yeah. We have to take a big big pay cut. But yeah. this is really interesting. He could have gone anywhere, made any money, yeah. still played for the Lions. He's staying at Saracens. Imagine if he came to New Zealand. Imagine how much better he would be after a year in New Zealand. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be absolutely. He'd be a new player. He wouldn't be a new player. Maybe a year older. But <laughs> <laughs> what would be interesting good is one. how good would he actually be in New Zealand, though? Yeah. Play a different style of rugby. I still think it. I still think it'd be okay. I think in New Zealand he'd have a, a better running game, as in like more opportunity. Exactly, because I think he's quite a strong runner. 
I, do you know what? I, I was but not. In England, it's I was very... not a fan of him. I, I think he's overhyped. Yes, but I would say he's a good player. He's a very good player, and yep. he's got that character, that doggy dog determination. He's got that he's what we don't like. Yeah, I tell pissed. you who's got real good doggy dog is Dane Coles. Oh, Dane he's Coles, a little yeah. niggly bugger, isn't he? But he kind Dane Coles has he has that persona all the time. Yeah, you know, you can just tell in the pub. He'd be a pest <laughs> in a good way. Is there a good way? <laughs> you see Harry Delver, we'll go into this yeah, moment, but yeah. you see I really like when he scored his try it was on Saturday. Class, wasn't it? And that's that that's him, isn't it? Yeah. That's him. There was some other stuff that went on in that match as well that yeah. wasn't as well seen by documented. the cameras. Yeah, documented. But that was really interesting. He's obviously gonna have to take a massive pay cut. But, you know, it's great for Saracens that they can keep him on his books. Yeah, definitely. I think he might have looked at this and gone, this is a good opportunity. Coronavirus is here. Potentially, that we're not going to play as much rugby next year anyway. Yeah. Season might be shorter. Why don't I just look after the body? I'm still going to play in the Lions team. I'm still going to play for England. Yeah. I can play less rugby and play for maybe three, four, five seasons longer in, in, you know, in the long run. So that is the breaking news this week. Next up, we're going to go over the match reviews. So before we do that, we're going to summarise this weekend's matches. Yeah, I thought big crowds. Huge crowds. Very. As in huge crowds compared to what we were getting. I think social distancing wouldn't have been a problem before we went into coronavirus (laughs) anyway. (laughs) The massive crowd, so the, well, I think massive crowds in Auckland, 45, I think, thousand sold out. Yeah. They couldn't get another seat. Dunedin. There were a few empty patches toward, at the yeah, ends. The, the zoo was full. Yeah. But, yeah, as you say, ends of the main stand yeah. day. You've got to look at that, don't you? you? You look at what Auckland have done. I know. Kids went free. Did they? You could turn up early and, and go wow. on the reserve pitch. And right. kick a footy round. Oh, that's good. The players mingled before the game. Really? Yeah. So there's all these things that wow. happened in Auckland that I know about. Now, I don't know whether they happened down in, in uh, Dunedin. The other one was bad here. There's been a. The, lad, here. the lads have had time to go to the hairdressers and it, they've made some poor decisions. No, there's some fantastic. Yeah. I Patrick. love a good mullet. Oh, Patrick. Oh, and Patrick. number eight. Pink. What's his Pink name? Pink here, Patrick. Oh, Village. Absolutely, village. What about Rico? Um, Rico and his uh, blonde lid. So, so Lutu. Yeah, number very good. Blue's very number good. eight. Very, Awful very here. good. Lovely here. <laughs> I do, I'm just jealous because I don't have enough <laughs> uh, fans on the pitch, mate. Yeah, going back, aren't we? We're going back to what happened in the glory days, where groundsmen, you know, were told they have to run on the pitch. Yeah, and it's great to see it back, isn't it? Well, it is. It was huge numbers on the pitch at the end, but as you just mentioned, they were they got went on slowly. Yeah, they're not. You know, when you can let the players on the pitch, they're not all going to go because they know they can get on. Yeah, you know, they're just going to dribble on. Really, I reckon they should let them do that maybe a couple of times a year. Yeah, and they know first game of the season, last game of the season. Yeah. Maybe Maybe one one other. One in the middle, maybe. Crusaders maybe play the Blues, you know, traditionally a big match. I reckon they should do it because just because I tell you what, I love walking on a pit, don't you? You Don't you love standing in the middle? Standing in the middle. You know, we're all your heroes of, you know, kicked off and stuff. You're like an all black. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when we went back to New Zealand, um, what was it, a year and a half ago. Did you do a tour? We did a tour, yeah, Yeah. of Eden Eden Park. And it was fantastic, yeah. Our tour guy was amazing. What, is it a big stadium? Huge stadium. But it was awesome because they allowed us to go on the pitch. Yeah. And me and Jack went right out into the middle and we're there, you know, where so many great players are kicking yeah. the ball off. You think of the players who've kicked the ball off there. There isn't there isn't many who... I haven't. No, you haven't, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and players signing, stayed behind, yeah. signing Fantastic. everything was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. And the water boys. The water boys for the Blues. Tana Umaka, Dan <laughs> Carter. Not bad, isn't it? No, not bad. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of money and bad. talent on mm. that on that pitch side, isn't there? But the first game was the Highlanders Chiefs, and what were your thoughts, mate? Good first half. Now I, I have to put my hand up here and say that I had to drop my son off at football, the Absolute, round ball game, absolutely village, and I missed the end, which was 
arguably very exciting. Yes. But you were saying that the first half was a was a good rugby and the second half was a little bit stop-start. A little bit stop-start. I mean, it got exciting towards the end because it was so close. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it just sort of lost its continuity a bit. It's interesting you say that because uh, I'm not sure which games this is, but one game had 31 penalties in it. Right. And the other game had, I think, 34. Right, okay. So, so we're looking at huge penalty counts. Now, yeah, I didn't notice that in the first half. So a lot of those penalties came second half in both matches. Yeah. Because definitely first half of the Blues match. Yeah, it was free-flowing. was free-flowing. Free and then it did sort of stumble towards well, I the think end. also because the players were getting tired in that second half, but they're also refereeing the breakdown a bit differently. If in you, the if, second if, half, do you think? No, I think all over. But because they were tired... The players, the yeah, yeah, they got they go came they, down. They revert to type, don't they? Yes. Whatever they've done for twenty years, exactly. That's what they're going to continue doing and when they get tired. As soon as a fresh yeah. player comes on and latches onto that ball, like especially in the Blues game, I think it was who came on as the replacement, Dylan. Yeah. Papa Laiti or Papa Lai something. Yeah. Um. He he was fantastic. He was on for maybe 30 seconds and got a turnover and then a minute later, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, the, those fresh... You, again, you just need to put your hands on the ball as a defender yeah. and you've pretty much won, won the penalty. Yeah, so they, they have changed those rules. So basically they're saying you can't... If you arrive, you can't sort of throw someone off, off the ball. But if you're there as an attacking player... Uh, sorry, as a defending player, you have to have your hands on the ball and be lifting it yes. to get the turnover. Yeah. You can't, you know, back in the days where they literally just have the hands on it and they're just like acting like they're going to lift it, well, yeah. but they're, they're just trying to get a penalty. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to do that, so you have to actively be doing I just want to say, for me, I was really surprised coming back, finding out that the Chiefs lost. They didn't play great, but they always looked like they were going to win. Well, they yeah, they should have really. I've written down here, Sean Stevenson at 14 for the Chiefs was, was impressive first half. Yes. Brad Weber, is he the best nine in the country? Can't be far off. You're going to go Aaron Smith, aren't you? No, well, I like Weber too, though. But you I know, like he, Weber. he outplayed Aaron Smith oh, for Oh, I me. agree. But Brad Weber's running game. Yeah, very good. Is very good. But I did, you know, I don't... They, they should, I mean... I'm not. I'm, I'm stumbling and bumbling here because I couldn't believe that they didn't start Aaron Cruden, and they lost. Yeah. It's all well and good not starting Aaron yeah. Cruden, but things didn't look right early on. No, you're right. They didn't really look in like that pivot area, and they didn't get great ball out wider. No, for you know your your Sean Stevens and your Sean Wainui. To be fair, I think Wainui had a really good game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He got quite a lot of ball, made some good meters. He's but a finisher, though, isn't he? He, he doesn't a create a lot. No. He's a finisher. Mm. I, I just I was surprised. And I mean, we've spoken about in the past about how, or a lot of people have spoken about the fact that New Zealanders can't drop goal. Yeah. You know, can't. Yeah. And you change the rules, and we're going to go over this. You change the rules to, to make it worth their while practicing. Yeah. And what happens? Golden point comes in, and they start saying, we need to be able to drop kick. So yeah. then two come out in a game, like I literally know. bang and then bang. Yeah. So I thought it was a good game. I thought the overall skill level was amazing considering they'd been out for 12 weeks. Yeah, I agree. How were the refs rule changes? We spoke about this. I thought they were good first half. Players got tired, penalised a lot. We noticed in the UK at half time there was a certain advert on as well. Remember the advert that came on? Well, village. <laughs> if you were watching in the UK uh, and you know what we're talking about, then Make sure you, you may email, have been. You, or, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. You were like, yeah. I was like, what? Why? <laughs> Basically, just to cut a very long story, there was a tampon <laughs> advert at half time well, during the thought, Super Rugby. I, I mean, you know, ads are ads, but it was interesting that that ad was on in the middle of a. Rugby match. No, I might. I might be. There's a lot of female supporters out oh, there. Obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, also, Ash Dixon is the captain of the Highlanders. Did you hear him speak at the end of the game? 
No, mate, I wasn't there, was I? I was dropping my skin yeah, off. Are you just you trying watched, to rub I this in? I thought you watched the replay. He's trying to rub this in, the fact. I mean, as a... I actually a did. Pop, I actually did. did it, uh, yeah. He was... He's... How good does he speak? Yeah. Have you ever, I you, thought hey, just when they interviewed him... Just because he's a big fella, I, you just... When, just let me finish. When I when they were about to interview him, I was like, oh, God, here we go. He's going to... Yeah, no, we played real good on the wing, eh? <laughs> it was a good game, and uh, we finally won by the one point you see up there. I thought he was going to talk like that, but he spoke beautifully. Yeah, he's a very uh, well-educated man, yeah. and he's a front rower, and that's what you'd come to expect from front row forwards if you'd spend any time with them. Mm. They're all very intelligent. Definitely. Gatlin v. Gatlin. Oh. You know, Bryn Gatlin. I tell you what, Warren Gatlin took Bryn Gatlin out on Friday night for a meal. Really? And uh, he got text text message with the teams, and he was like, you're, you're, you're on the bench tomorrow. Why didn't you tell me? Sort of slightly fell out with his son, Bryn. Ended up, Bryn, obviously kicking the goal that yeah. won the game. Not a great player. Solid, though, isn't he? So he probably ended up doing quite well in, you know, England, Wales. Yeah, I can maybe. imagine him in a few years, because he's not going to make the All Blacks. No. You know, it's just not he might happen. be He might be a, a trusty Highlander, though, through and through, kind of. Yeah, no, no you yeah. know, he's always going to make a squad, isn't he? He's always someone to bring on who's not going to let you down. Maybe, yeah. But he's not exactly going to win. You, well, he did win the game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Blues Hurricanes. I thought this was a great game. Fantastic game. The build-up, the Bodie Barrett build-up. Oh, and you, you thought he was much. You thought I he thought, was average. Yeah. I thought he was average. I mean, he had a a good game, but I reckon, for all the hype, I, I think the fans would have been like, "Oh, what did he, what did he do?" Yeah, he just you know was on the winning team. Yeah, but what did he do? He, he kicked all right. If you look at his service, right? If you look at the service that he provided to his I mean, outside when he, when players, he stood, when he when he came into first receiver, yes, instead of Ortiz Black, yeah. I mean, it was better. Obviously, he's an All Black number ten. Yeah, okay, should be. Let, but let's, he's not. Let's he's go. Not let's a go, number fifteen. Let's go through the hurricane side here. I've right. gone uh, chase Tietier. Yeah, and I've said it should have been a try where he passed it, and they said he knocked it on, and they didn't review it. I thought that was strange. What do you mean? So there was a moment in the game, and it was still really tight. I think it was just after yeah, half no, time. I, rem- I remember the. And and basically they said it was knocked on and they didn't check it and they didn't put it back up on the big screen and they didn't show us. But I rewound it. Yeah. He actually scored the try. They, yeah. But we're not talking about the try, are we? We're talking about the lead up. The lead up, yeah. yeah. And they Because obviously he's passed it. It's come out of his hands. They've thought it's gone forward. Oh, ben Lamb right. scored. Yeah. And it's been disallowed, saying, oh, you've knocked it on. And they didn't check it. Because he, sco- he scored a couple minutes later, didn't he? Did he did score a couple mm. minutes later. So it didn't make much difference. I just but thought that was interesting. how good was Chase Tietier's finish, though? Yeah, very good. Is it? Yeah. Halfway I actually, I think he's not a bad player. I like him. Yeah. He's a lot of energy there, isn't yeah. there? Um, mm. Outclassed. Where's Goosen? Oh, outclassed, wasn't completely. he? Completely. Yeah. Uh, Lamape. I he's never in the right spot, is he? No, he's there all were a couple over of, the place. There were a couple of good runs. I like, love him, eh? Oh, like, so do I. Yeah. But if I was coaching him, I'd be like, "Jesus is getting Come a on, bit old, I'd, mate." Yeah. You know, unless unless that's how they want him to play. Maybe. But he's almost plays like a hooker, where he just sort of roams around the pitch, yeah. chopping in wherever he wants. Yeah. He if if you used him well, he'd, he'd be, be devastating. Oh, we just said the same word, <laughs> uh, Jackson. Garden Bishop, poor kicking performance, but other than that, good, good yeah, and open real play, bad wasn't kicking. it? Um, oh, what do you think of TJ? Just average, average, wasn't he? just average. All he did was talk to the bloody referee. He just looks a bit old now, and he's not old, but he looks like he's he, been around the game for a long very time. Weathered. Yeah, I don't. When I say he looks old, I don't mean if you had a close-up picture of him, he looks old. I just think he. Doesn't look like he's got that spark that yeah. you that you come to expect from him in past seasons. Yeah, I agree. I think Karifi Seven, he's a good little player for the Hurricanes. Solid. They really lack in that second row, that tight five for me. Apart from Dane Coles, who was absolutely how good on was fire. He? 
He's so he, great finish and no strapping, no, no strapping on no. any part of his body. Yeah, he, he normally fresh. got it around the knee, eh? Yeah, so that's really good yeah. for the All Blacks. The best player on the pitch, though, for me, when he came on, was Walker Lawiri. I'm, I've absolutely murdered that name. Came on 19, top class offloads. I've put maybe a future All Black because <laughs> after I, one game, yeah. But I've seen him play. I've seen him play a little bit, and every game he comes on and, and offers something. Yeah. You remember? Luke, Is he a starter? Luke Romano. Yes. He's a Luke Romano type person who you're not going to start him in for the All Blacks. Right, yeah. But he's someone if you... He's a good bench player. Oh, just change the game. The, the All Blacks have been renowned for bench players, haven't they? I yeah. mean, many years ago. Yeah, we're talking when we won... Last World Cup, maybe. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. And before that, for yeah. four years, we always had a great, great bench. The replacement uh, hooker. Oh, he, How he was, he was only on for Amua. Yeah. He was only on for six minutes. Well, what a six minutes it was. And someone's got to give Played him well. a run out, don't they? Like, yeah. he's got to go and play for someone else to get a start. Yes. I'm saying Canterbury. But then you've got... You got well, you've got Corey, Corey Taylor, don't I know. You? I know, but he's surely near the would end. You of, give, would you give him to the Blues? You can't James give him Parsons. to the Blues, can you? Why not? Because they're already good enough. But if They've he went to the Blues, team. he'd be They've good, good, wouldn't team. he? Bowden Barrett, you've put good game. Mm. Rico. Absolute class. He's the new centre. Yeah, absolute. He looked great, didn't he? How fast was he? But it's not even, he's just, he's got great fend. Yeah. But the thing that I really liked about him is, and this is where people need to start to stand up and take a bit of notice of him at 13. He set up his outsides on three yes. occasions. Yeah. The Caleb Clark try yeah. wouldn't have happened without him. No, that's right. And he set up um, both Talia and uh, Caleb Clark yeah. on numerous occasions mm. where without him... Where they've got a bit of room because because he's so quick and dangerous, he brings more Yeah, he gets more attention, in, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a good fiend. Great fiend. So if he does get the chance, he can yeah. you know palm them off and then go. But it was nice for me to see him set up his outsides yeah. rather than just run. Rather than go And if you've been playing wing for like three years, that might be something yeah. that... So I think he's a natural 13. I'm not sure. He played 12 when he was at school. I'm not sure whether he's a 12. Caleb Clark looked great, didn't he? Good, yeah. Big, huge size, eh? Huge. Do you remember his dad? He's probably too young, eh? Yeah. His dad was awesome as well. Old. Started playing for the All Blacks when he was about 28 and oh, wow. was very, very good. Yeah. Ronnie Clark, what a player. Uh, or Tilly Black, I he thought I well. thought very. You know, he reminds me of a poor man's Dan Carter. So wow. good kicking game, controls the game really well. Yeah. Doesn't have the running game of Dan Carter. Yeah. But he makes things look really easy, which Dan Carter, if you ever saw Dan Carter play live or you ever played against him, uh, then you would know that he pulls you into this false sense of security and then boom, before show, you know it. Pass, 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 show and go. Yeah. But he'll pass for 75 minutes of a game, but then when that yeah. when it's on, he'll go. Uh, I thought, you got to love Tom Robinson, don't you? The, oh. the ninja. Ginger ninja. And I thought yeah. that, well, I put Dylan. here, your Satutu, the number eight. Yeah, he played well. Uh, strong boy, isn't he? Yeah. And I loved 20. Can you pronounce that name? Papalihi? Dylan. <laughs> he, he he came on and I thought he really... He was an all black. He's on the bench, eh? I don't it's know what... It's not the, even Dylan. It's Dalton. Dalton. Mm. Yeah, he, he's a quality player. Quality. Papalihi. Something like that. He came on... Yeah, massive, massive uh, surge at Good that impact. point, and Good you know it was such player. a close first half, wasn't it? Yeah, and then boom, the, the Blues just were just top class, too tough, top, top, yeah. Class. No space for Joe Marchant though. Marchant just shows how good a squad the Blues have got. Yeah, when not even on the bench though, not even on the bench. I think that's because he's English, and I genuinely think that's because he's English. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that they're racist. That he's English. I'm just saying that they know he's leaving 
Yeah. So they need to They're give, not investing in him. They're not investing in him. Yeah, no. maybe, yeah. But uh, I, I'm sure he's loving it still. Imagine, imagine going over where you've come from, you can't play any rugby. Yeah, now you can. And now he can. And he's, he's training with Dan Carter, Bowden Barrett. I mean, doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, that's right. And, and to be fair, uh, Liam McDonald, very good coach. Very, very good coach. I think so. Did you hear how he got Dan Carter to play for them? No. So he originally asked, oh, Dan, can you come in? Oh, I know you're in here. Kicking yeah, Can coach. you come and do a kicking session with the lads? Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come and do a kicking session for the lads. And then like a couple of days later, he goes, oh, do you fancy a game of golf? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I fancy a game of golf. So then he goes out and plays golf with them. And before he finishes the round, he's gone, oh, you know, the violins come out and our, our fullbacks, you know, he's gone out. He's going, no, not going to play all season. You know, we're really desperate for summer. Dan, can you come play for us? <laughs> yes, sure. So he went and played after a game of golf. Apparently, Leon played terrible golf just to uh, persuade him to play. Really? Yeah, so that's great though, isn't it? Yeah. I hope, he, hope they're going to play him if it's not this next match, but the one after. Be nice to see him run back on. It would, eh? We have got some fans' questions. I'm surprised this week. And if anyone else wants to send their questions in, then please use either Twitter or direct message or the Google Mail, which is the Super Rugby at Google Mail, Super Rugby Podcast at googlemail.com. Uh, so the first one is from uh, Nathan Shepherd from Bristol. Yeah. Do you know him? No, no idea, mate. Not a clue either. Have you ever been to Bristol? Never. Never been to Bristol either. Would you want to go to Bristol? I have no... I'm sure it's a lovely place. Nathan, if you've got a Bristol Bears top... Good idea. We can add in. it to the studio. I, I try to make out that we've got some nice studio. Sorry, we don't have a nice studio. We're two Kiwis and we've got one All Blacks top and then... A Welsh top. A Welsh top and a Lions top. Village. Now listen, there's no, a no, lot no. of good New Zealanders come out of Wales. Who? Well, Graham Henry coached in Wales. Yeah, but he hasn't come from Wales, has he? Right, yeah, but he's, he's coached Kiwi. in Wales. Right, very, very important. Okay. So is... Um, Warren Gatlin. Warren Gatlin. Right, who else? Uh, Steve Hansen. That's right. Yeah. Who else? I couldn't tell you. I don't know either. That's all <laughs> I had as well. Anyway, Nathan. Um, hi, guys. So good to have you both back after what seemed a very long break. Well, it was, wasn't it? Uh, I really like how you talked about how you could change the rules of the game to speed it up and make it more attractive to watch. We saw on the weekend that overall the small rule changes have improved the game. Big question mark there, but yeah, go on. Uh, My question is what other rule changes would you make moving forward to improve the game? Many thanks. I think this is one where I think he's talking about the fact that World Rugby have come out and they've given all these rule advice. So yes. well, we would like you after COVID to try and speed up the game with these rule changes. Yeah. The New Zealand competition have gone, well, no, they're rubbish. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. So what were the rule changes that they wanted? Oh, it was just everything they've been pushing for the right. last five or six years that no one's listened to. They've just said, oh, coronavirus, they might listen to us now. No, because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I know that World Rugby, for a start, before we get into this, they are looking at how to make the breakdown safer. Right. So, Joe Smith. Is that why they're pulling it up quite quickly now? I think New Zealand possibly... Are testing it out. Well, I think New Zealand have possibly said, we think they'll go this way, so we might as well bring it in now rather than wait till next year. Okay. So, I know that's going to happen. What I would say is, I don't think you should change the rules too much unless it's going to improve your game yeah and what i mean by that is there's no point changing rules that are vastly different to world rules world rugby rules because it'll kill you internationally what would yeah but if you look at our weaknesses new zealand's biggest weakness in my opinion is we give way too many penalties away at the breakdown at the breakdown or in general right and therefore that ends up leading England or Wales or whoever's got a great kicker yeah. to keep them into the game. So I would say to you, and I know I've spoken to you about this, I would say, why not just say, 
like in basketball, you could get you could get penalised out of the game yeah. as a player. You get three penalties in a game, you're off the pitch and you can't come back on, but you can be replaced. I think three is too too few. Too few. Yeah. Four. I reckon, yeah, four or five. Yeah, because we do know in rugby you can get penalised. For not actually being the bloke who's done yeah. the Now, if you've played basketball, you'll know as soon as you get up to your limit, you then you don't, you literally just do not do anything wrong. Yeah. That would that would that would really for me dramatically. Now I would. But if if you were a bloke on four, let's say it was five, you were a bloke on four. I'd run at you to try and force you to make it. Uh, um, yeah, a mistake. and that's why and that's why players would have to really be careful yeah. throughout the whole Clean. game and play a lot cleaner. Yeah, I reckon force too much. And I'll tell you the reason why I force too much. Most teams are trying to keep themselves down to ten penalties in a game, so. If you can say, oh, four, then really, you know, it's half a, basically, not not quite. I obviously do, can count. But, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so maybe, I do get what you're saying. You need to be careful. But players will just have to get, if it's three, it's three. Oh, no, nah, three's Dane Coles would be off all the time, wouldn't all he? All the time. Uh, so that's my first change I'd yeah. make. Now, we did talk about knock-ons. But I, that would be, again, t- way too much yeah. of a change to do that. I would look also at bringing in the referees. And I know I've spoken about this before, but I think it's now it's time for players to be able to challenge the uh, referee's yeah. decision. But referees having to make the call. Well, they did it actually, didn't they, on one of the games? They, um, yeah, instead they, of going upstairs, he yeah. asked both touchies. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to go upstairs, but then he said, "No, we all agree. I'm giving the try." And I think that's great. Yes, I think but there needs to be a mechanism that then stops an absolute howler happening, which they use in cricket, which is the review system, which they yeah. use in tennis, which yeah. is the review system. They use it, it in adds, hockey as well, actually. Yeah, in hockey, yeah. it adds something to the game. Yeah. But what it does is it speeds up the game because they've got to make a decision. They can't keep going upstairs. Yeah. You know, they go upstairs for foul play. They go upstairs for tries being scored. Yeah. You think about cricket, the only time they go up is for a run out. And, yeah. and if you play cricket, you know it's very, very hard to give a run out prop out. So you yeah. do need to check. But, you know, if it's LBW, then they've got to say out or not. And yeah. then the players have the opportunity to yes, review. That's right. As the New Zealanders know, as the Australians know, yeah. uh, you know, you've got to use your review, reviews wisely. Wisely, yeah. Oh, remember the World Cup, mate, nope. final. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk right, about it. Right, next one. Um, maybe a line-out clock just to keep the game flowing a lot. I just don't think the line-out's a massive <laughs> issue. Oh, I just pressed a button by mistake. <laughs> Village. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my other thing I've, I've mentioned about is um, maybe trying to look at scrums. And the, the the amount of time taken with scrums does kill a game. So maybe looking at when to have a scrum and when to give a free kick. And the only other I one... I do like a scrum. I love though. a scrum. Do you know the only thing that really winds me up, though, is... I think with the scrum, they need a... As soon as the knock-on happens with the penalty or the, you know, the, the scrum, stop time, scrum goes in, and then the time starts when the ball goes in. Yeah. Because the then you're cutting out a lot of time wasted there. Would you then make the game shorter, though? No. Because it's actually the spectacle, mate. How many... It's the spectacle. So that's not going to help the spectacle. No, but how many... Realistically, how many scrums are there in a game? Oh, this Super rugby, not that many. But you go... Let's say... You go international rugby, there's so many. You're talking about... They'll have three or four reset scrums in a row. Yeah, no, but if you if you've stopped time, there won't be that much time wasting, especially in that last sort of ten minutes. Oh, and I I understand that. I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. But I just think. Yeah, but what's what's an extra five minutes time off where you could still be watching five minutes of extra rugby? I just think there's so much time. The games go on for so long now. You're talking about a game that's eighty minutes long. That goes on for at least two hours, at least two hours, and you're thinking there's so much time, as you say, yeah. which I do think is an issue. 
with ball out of play. Yeah. And so little time ball in play. Yeah. I think you need to look at it and say, we need to have more time with ball in play. How can we do that? And not having as many scrums would mean there'll be way more time ball in play. I think the scrums are the issue. Scrums and penalties. So if you can try and... I don't think get rid of scrums, and I don't think get rid of penalties, but I think you need to try and sand them down a little bit so you have fewer scrums and give away fewer penalties. One way that you can do that with the penalties is have for... for uh, okay, a good one for scrums, right? To minimise scrums. If it's a knock-on, play on for for next play. If the opposition can win the ball back, it's advantage over. They play advantage forever. Yeah. Someone knocks the ball on and they literally play advantage forever and then they'll go, oh no, you, even though you've won the ball back, yeah, you've yeah. won the ball back, even though you've gone forward 10 metres you, and you've you've recycled twice, you still haven't had an advantage. Mm. You, as soon as you win the ball and it's good quality ball, you've got an advantage. Yeah. And the same thing with a penalty, unless it's you know, certain penalties like they take, they can go on for ages, can't they? You know, think of the penalty. Is it <laughs> worth then bringing the game back? You know, if it's a, a you know player offside, it doesn't affect the game. They say advantage player offside, but it hasn't really affected the game. No. Well, just just give them a small advantage, and then if they make a break, you say okay, advantage over. I think that would be a massive, massive improvement as well. Anyway. Second listener's question. This is from Paul Thomas from Chicago. Hi, boys. Many thanks for the podcast. I only just found you guys during lockdown, so it's great to have some new episodes coming out. In recent weeks, we've seen a lot of people talking about the global game and what may it look like. My question is in two parts. Firstly, do you think it'll happen? And secondly, will what would it look like? Many thanks for putting on a great podcast. I don't think it'll really happen, mate. Super rugby? No, no, no. I'm talking about global game. Oh, global game. Global game. I, I, I can't see England wanting to change Six Nations or, or France. Nah. If it is going to happen, it's going to be a hashed up plan where, yeah. you know, in reality for a global game, it, the Northern Hemisphere have to play quite a bit of rugby in the summer. They're not going to want to do that. No. New Zealand, in reality, would have New to Zealand, start a little bit early. Like They're going to have to start playing at Christmas time. New Zealand like playing in February because they get good ball. You know, yeah. it's, it's nice playing conditions. I think New Zealand would end up with New Zealand, Australia. Um, Imagine how much Japan. better England's game would be if they were playing sort of in the last month of summer or like yeah the, the 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 reason why the english don't want that to happen is it's not for the professional game it's for the club game and i can understand this oh yeah yeah summer holidays you wouldn't play any rugby because no. half the team will be away yeah, youth they, team you will be away play in in august but you that have to summer rugby they yeah, have but not to. not lower down well that's yeah that that's the thing you wouldn't play your club rugby no you wouldn't you'd have, have to have your club rugby traditional and just your pro yes. series. The the way around it, I think, if if it was up to us, Super Rugby works relatively well because it's a short competition. Yeah. And then in New Zealand, we have the NPC. In Australia, they have the club system, which is quite mm. strong, in, you know, in comparison to their to their national game. In South Africa, they have the Curry Cup. So really, we have Super Rugby. And a domestic competition. Whereas in England, France, uh, and Europe, they have basically their pro game goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. Because it's it's not two competitions. I know they have the the old Heineken Cup, the European Cup. They they have their, you know, the premiership or whatever. But in reality, they're playing those side by side and it goes on forever. And and the only way around that is for them to do two competitions where basically they have their fully professional top top elite players playing in that competition and then basically it goes into internationals and then they have a kind of a, a second tier like they do curry carp or right. or npc yeah to then supplement it yeah but that's the only yeah, way that so is i just long... don't think it's going to happen no you're not going to get bristol bears or saracens or whatever who are going to agree 
that they're going to play half the number of games, which means then that they're going to get half the number of uh, people through their gates, Yeah, which then means they're financially crippled. Mm. The players are going to want their money. But what would be absolutely fantastic is if we could get back to teams like England, Wales, New Zealand going on tour. Yeah. That's where real money can be made. Three match. Yeah. Three matches. Plus midweeks. Yeah. Did you know that when New Zealand went to England, they could have sold two million tickets when when New Zealand played at Twickenham? Two million tickets. Two million tickets. So if you think, right, two million people wanted to come and watch that game, they couldn't do. And a lot of people like me or you don't even have the mechanism to buy tickets unless we have a lot of money and we don't. So there'd be a heck of a lot more. Three test matches, they'd sell it out three times. Midweekers that they could play around the country, go and play in Newcastle, go and play in Leeds. All of those would be full. Yeah. That would help to develop players, mm. but it would also help those. I mean, you just think, you know, if um, Sale Sharks hosted the All Blacks, yeah. they'd make a lot of money. Like the good old days. Like the good old thing. days. And that's what needs to happen because, unfortunately, if you look about money, it's a great way of making money. Yeah. If you look about how to encourage youngsters to play, yeah. go and watch the All Blacks play, go and watch Australia play, South Africa play, go and watch the World Champions play, in your local town yes. is going to make more kids want to play. Yeah. It's just win-winner chicken dinner, mate. I like chicken for dinner. <laughs> so for me, it has to be global game, but we actually have to get back to tours happening where rather than the autumn internationals where you play a one-off against England, yeah. you've got to play three matches. Yeah, Got to play three. And the, and the players would love it. Sponsors would love it. Everyone, it's a winner. Absolute winner. Um, how are we going to reviewing these matches now? We are. Oh, good. Because <laughs> good segue. Because I just wanted to know what did the Blues win by? What was the final score? Final score. Uh, they won by ten, twenty points to thirty, and I said by twelve. <laughs> yeah, boy. So I win. We both got. We both got the Chiefs wrong, though, didn't we? Yes. So did Rugby Forecast. Yeah, they, they were pretty good though, weren't they? they were You've got to give it to them, a lot closer than us. Definitely. They called it, and maybe this week's yeah. going to be the same. So up next, we are going to preview this week's matches. The first one up is going to be the Chiefs versus the Blues. Yeah, Chiefs at home. I've said Chiefs by, uh, Blues by five. Blues by five. Yeah, Blues by five. Blues Blue. have got an awesome team, eh? Blues by only five. Blues by only five. What wow. what are you going to go for there, mate? Just think of the matchups here. Cruden's going to be back starting. Is he, though? 100%. Is he, though? 100%. Okay. You'd be nuts not to start Cruden. You would be. Yeah. Rico. Uh, I am going to go Blues by 10. Blues by 10. They're away from home. Chiefs at home after a loss. Exactly. After a loss. Village. Bounce back. I, I think I'm secure. So you're saying by more than me. I think I'm going to definitely win that bet. I just love the look of this game. I love the look of the Blues. They, their recruitment they've done, just bringing in Bowden, just bringing in Dan Card, just those two guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Solved a lot of their problems. Agree, eh? yeah. And then the next game, the Hurricanes, the Crusaders. I've gone by five. Crusaders by five. But you know what? Village. I'm really worried because I think the Hurricanes are a good side now. After starting the year horrifically, on the weekend, they showed structure, probably more structure than the Blues early on. They actually looked like a better team early on. So I am I think at home, in the Caketon, with a lot of supporters being there, Crusaders, oh. I've gone Hurricanes by four. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm worried, eh? What is, what's rugby forecast gone for? Forecasted Chiefs by five. Oh, and oh. And the Hurricanes by, by one. one. Ooh. And they've had a game, and the Crusaders haven't played for ages as well. Away from home, it's not looking oh. good for the Crusaders. Hey, what was their predicted score last time? Did they have a predicted score? They would have, mate, yeah. So where predicted score is uh, Chiefs 29, Blues 24. And 
the Hurricanes 25, Crusaders 24 for this week. Oh, do you want to look at this? So last week, uh, they had the Chiefs by two, predicted score 27-29. There you go, eh? How close were they? They were very good. The wow. algorithm, the algorithm wow. has done them well. Definitely. Definitely. But we are bringing back the quiz this week, Tobes. We are indeed. And I have a Bobby Dazzler for you. My quiz is all on the ABs. So after last quiz where you complained, whinged, moaned, I actually had, I support. I had support from you from Twitter saying I was mean about Francois Pinar. I just think, do you know what I mean? I think, God, Thank if you, you don't know about Francois Pinar, what do you know about? But well, then I do, I do look him. at you and I wonder. So up next is the quiz. Are you going to start? I'll start off. Start? Now, hang on. Shall, oh. I, shall I do my, I'm just going to bring me, me, uh, me speakers up here so that you and I can hear the thing. So correct? Here we go. Village. I mean, not village, but village. Put those up there. And wrong. Here we go, mate. So do you want to go first? Have I already asked that question? I have, haven't I? What would you say? <laughs> um, my first question, Damien Warren. Which player made the most meters this weekend? Okay, so you're going to give me my I'm going to give four you choices. Options. Don't yep. you go and give me five or six. But do, you know, do, do you know what I'm thinking? Okay. I'm thinking Rico. Damien, just listen, Damien McKenzie. Yeah. Rico. <laughs> Caleb Clark. Oh, that's or, a good shout, eh? Or Dane Coles. Oh. Um, I actually think when you looked at me, with Rico, you looked at me like with those eyes of um, rubbish. Like, oh, brilliant, I've won this. I think Caleb Clark's a good shout. He did. I'm going to say Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark, he had some good runs, and he ran at least 50 metres in one go. So, no. Well, his first try definitely wasn't 50 metres. Right, go on. Who, who's, who's Yeah, it's Caleb Clark. <laughs> <laughs> he ran. Okay, we'll go through it. So Damien McKenzie was 62, Rico 63, Dane Coles 58, and then Caleb Clark was 105. I'm glad I got that right because, you know, the others are so close together. You've mm. done your normal thing, which is splitting mm. hairs there. Right? I remember once you asked me about a player's height and there was one centimetre between his height and the next person. Yeah, well, I won. You did win. Okay, <laughs> so um, talking about hey. tries. Oh, thank there you. you. Go. Hey, thank no you. Worries. Yes. Yes, I was right, yes. Uh, who is the leading all-black try scorer of all time? Is it Jeff Wilson? Is it Doug Howlett? Is it Jonah Lomu? Or is it John Kerwin? It's Doug Howlett. Final answer. Yes. You Yay. are correct, mate. You are correct, yeah. yes. I told you you'd like this. Yeah. Hey, imagine if Jonah Lomu was fully fit, healthy, until... He retired rather than being forced to retire. Oh, he would have Imagine smashed how many? He would have smashed every record, and I mean like world records. Yeah, he would yeah. just had it, had it all. Yeah, definitely hundred tries, mate. Yeah, maybe <laughs> unbelievable. He scored one in one tournament. Didn't he? he scored eleven in the World Cup, did he? He's uh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Your next question for me. It's so, one all. Now I'm not giving you. Any options with this one? Oh, for one. goodness sake. All of their faces were on the TV. Which three All Blacks were the water boys during Sunday's match? So that's the Blues Hurricane. Which three? Well, Dan Carter. Okay. Dan Carter. Tana Umanga. That's two correct. All for the Blues? No. The two that you just said were the Blues. Yeah. The other one was for the Canes. Jeez, that's, and they, are they not obviously? How? Well, oh. Tana Umang is assistant coach, isn't he? Yeah. But he was water boy. He was water boy. I'm struggling to think who was there for the... Ah, oh, Spencer. King Carlos. Oh, well <laughs> yeah, <done>. baby. <laughs> yes, that's right. King Carlos. He's still in good nick, isn't oh, he? Oh, how good does he look? <laughs> So it's uh, 2 1 at the moment. Yes, so uh, your second question. That was my second question. <laughs> How many test tries did, has Jonah scored, Jonah Loma scored, against South Africa? 
Is it zero, two, three, or four? You're splitting hairs here, aren't you? It's not many. It's a good segue into this question, considering it's, it's, we just spoke about it's Jane. It's not many. I don't think he actually scored one against South Africa. You don't think he scored one? Final answer. <sighs> I hate you so much. You got zero. Right, no, no, fi- on, final answer. Final answer. It's either zero or two. Really? <laughs> zero. You Final are answer. Yeah. Correct. No tries, mate. Mm. How many games did he play against South Africa? Not many. No. He's uh, obviously he played the 90- World Cup final. World Cup final yeah. didn't score. Let's not go into that. Let's not go into that. <laughs> uh, and he, I can't remember him playing many more. No. To be honest, didn't can't remember him playing many more. They've done a great job. You can't, you can't take that final. They did an incredible job yeah. on John Lomu. Yeah, and the All Blacks got possibly a little bit. Well, they, they did a fantastic job of food poisoning the All Blacks. Don't go there. Let's okay. move on. Yes. My last question. No, I've got my last question. Okay, no, no. My last question yes. to me, mate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, go on. Okay. How many drop goals were attempted over the weekend? Ooh, attempted. Attempted. Was it one, four, three, or five? Well, it's definitely not one. Are you sure? Yeah, because... um. Because there was two on the first. I, I definitely know there's at least three. Okay. So you're saying three, four, or five? Or one. There's not one. <laughs> not one. Um, you know, I didn't see the second half of that game. The Blues game? No. Oh, the Chiefs? Yeah. So I, I, only, I can only go with what I saw, and I saw three, definitely three. You're correct. Well done. That's right. Okay, your last one. So if you get this, we draw? Yeah, do we go sudden death? No. Oh, damn it. I'll take the draw, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. You should know this one. That always means I won't know it. How many points did the All Blacks score against Japan in the 1995 Rugby World Cup? It's a world record. 144. Your options. (laughs) Yeah, what are my options? Ah, 121. Okay. 145. So that's very close oh, to yeah. what you said. Yeah. Yeah. 115. Okay. Or 106. That's 145. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well done. Well is done. It, how many tries? I didn't get that right. Did you not? I did. I said 106. That's village of me. I know. Absolute village. Australia went on actually to beat that record significantly, I, I believe. Did they? Yeah. Beaten, I think, again, again against Japan. Right, okay. <laughs> Unlucky. So, yeah, some some great... I actually got that quiz off offline, so I, I didn't actually make that up at all. But I thought it was a great one. The other one here is, uh, which I didn't ask you because I thought it was a little bit nasty, was when was the last time the All Blacks lost a test match at Eden Park? Oh, God. Uh, so you've got 1986, some... 1994, 1991, or 1999? 1986. 1994. It was 1994. Who was it against? Oh, I don't know. I think it was Australia. Right. I think it was Australia. Bleeders, low, and when did Manu make his test debut? Uh, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2006. Did he go to the 2003 World Cup? He might have done. 2002? 2003. 2003. 2003. Think, man, it puts him, eh? Yeah. He's been playing for so long. Still absolute quality. Uh, he looks weathered, though, doesn't he? Oh, Do you reckon? Yeah. How good was he last year, though? How good was he last year? Should have played for the All Blacks. Should have oh, played. Oh, are we your talking mates. about Manonu? Yeah, what did I, I say? I thought you, I thought you said Tanaumanga. I might have, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go back. <laughs> anyway, that is this week's podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for joining in, and hopefully you've enjoyed yourselves. We've enjoyed bringing it Don't to you. Don't forget to email, tweet. Uh, we're on the Instagram. We're on the gram. Green. And don't forget to write a review. If yes. you don't like what you're listening to, don't write a review. No, don't. Just But go still away. tell your friends yeah. that it's a great show. Yeah. Until next time. Yes. Adios.
Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.